Welcome to Life with Hula, the podcast. Hi, my name is Hula, and this is my podcast. I used to be a radio personality here in San Diego, did radio for over 19 years, and I was so used to just sharing stories of my life uh, with people every morning, waking them up and sharing stories about my life, uh, my children, my family, things I did for fun, talked about my favorite food places I like to go to, talked about trending news, talked about news going on in the country, and I was just so used to that for over 19 years that when I got laid off at the beginning of the year, I really felt like, what the heck am I going to do? I, I have so many sh- more stories to share, so many more things to talk about. And so I created this podcast and have been doing it ever since the beginning of 2020. And now it is towards the end of 2020 and the podcast is still living on. And I appreciate all of you for listening. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. I'm so grateful for all of you for tuning in. If you're a new listener to the show, or if you're really listening to the show, thank you for tuning in on Thanksgiving. I appreciate that. I'll make it really short this today because it is Thanksgiving and we got stuff to do, like eat and watch football and watch parades and all that kind of good stuff. So with that being said, if you are following me um, or if you're not following me, you can follow me by hitting subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening to. You can also um, follow me on Facebook, Life with Hula. You can email me, lifewithhula at gmail.com. And finally, you can vote for my podcast, podcastmagazine.com slash hot five zero. Um, big shout out again to everybody listening in. Um, I know I shouted out my friend Brooks who was listening. I don't know if you're listening today, Brooks, but he's a podcaster as well. If you want to listen to his podcast, I should shout out your podcast, Brooks. It's a Basement Buddies uh, podcast, so listen to them um, as well. And uh, other than that, uh, again, happy Thanksgiving. I hope you guys are being safe out there. I've got multiple Thanksgivings to go to. Um, very small, very little. Uh, today, I'm going to be celebrating with my uh, my mother-in-law and my uh, my my in-laws, uh, with my wife's side of the family, and then tomorrow I'll be with my side of the family. So I'll share with you tomorrow what happened at my wife's side of the family, and then obviously uh, Monday I'll share with you what happened at my family's. So yeah, there we go. That's that's the update as far as my Thanksgiving. Um, I do have a couple of stories that I want to share with you. Uh, these are stories that I call things to keep you in the know. First of all, we're going to kick off with the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Whenever you're listening to this podcast, um, obviously, if you're listening early, early in the morning, the Thanksgiving Day Parade has not happened. But if you're listening later on, it already has. But you can watch it probably later on tonight. But uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is going to march on despite the pandemic. Um, Jawan M. Jackson recently got to do something he's been yearning to do for months and sing and dance along with his Broadway cast. Um, Jackson is one of the stars of Ain't Too Bad and the life and times of the temptations and he reunited with castmates for the first time since theater shuttered to prepare for the macy's thanksgiving day parade for today um he says that he was most happy just seeing all his old friends and haven't seen in months some who flew in especially for the show to do this it was different but it was still great to do the pandemic which shut down theaters in march may have up ended most traditions this holiday season but the annual new york city parade will march on with balloons dancers floats broadway shows and santa it's going to be edited though for safety um so the macy's parade has been a traditional holiday season kickoff more than 90 years and spectators often line up uh, half a dozen deep along the route to cheer 8,000 marchers two dozen floats entertainers and marching bands at last year's parade, the big fear was high winds. This time, it's a pandemic that has made crowds untenable. 
The biggest change this year is that the usual two and a half mile route through crowded Manhattan has been scrapped in favor of concentrating events to one block stretch of 34th Street in front of the retailer's flagship Manhattan store. Many performers have been pre-taped and most of the parade's performers will be locally based to cut down on travel. In addition to the Ain't Too Proud, to, uh, Ain't Too Proud the parade will feature performances from Broadway casts of Hamilton, Mean Girls, and Jagged Little Pill, a musical built around the music of Alanis Morissette, if you didn't know. Uh, things felt a lot different for actor Derek Klenna, who was in the 2017 parade as part of the cast of Anastasia. This year, his Tony Award nominated his Tony Award nominated role for Jagged Little Pill, and helped perform "You Learn" from the Tony nominated show. So the cast was quarantined for two weeks before taping and tested regularly for the virus. Cast members rehearsed in masks until the moment of camera started rolling and kept social distant. They sang live this time instead of years past where the cast lip synced. So it's a lot different. Um, things are pre-taped. Um, there will be uh, balloons, including Snoopy, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, The Elf on the Shelf, Chase from Paw Patrol, Pikachu, the Pillsbury Doughboy, Ronald McDonald, SpongeBob SquarePants, and Trolls. Um, there will be uh, performances by Pentatonix, Allie Brooke, Kiki Palmer, Sophia Carson, Leslie Odom Jr., and Jordan Sparks. Um, obviously some of that will already be pre-taped. Um, so it should be a modified parade of sorts, but you know, normally when we watch it on TV, it's, yeah, we, we pan to Al Roker who's like far away, but this time it'll just be in that one stretch, that one block right in front of the Macy's, um, building in Manhattan. So there you go. Your next story to keep you in the know. Why do we eat this? Origin stories behind three notorious Thanksgiving sides. Sweet potato casserole. Why do we eat that? Well, sweet potato casserole in the U.S. dates back as far as 1796 when Amelia Simmons featured the root vegetable in Cookbook American Cookery, the Smithsonian. A puffy blanket of marshmallow marshmallows would not become the go-to sweet potato topper for over a century, however. So the creation of the marshmallow-laden sweet potato casserole can be traced back to a manufacturer of the sweets who contracted Boston Cooking School magazine founder Janet McKenzie Hill to create a recipe book that would place marshmallows in the pantries of people across the country. And so that's how you ended up with a sweet potato casserole. Um, there's also green bean casserole. The Thanksgiving classic has one woman to thank for his existence, Dorcas Riley. Her name's Dorcas. Uh, Riley was working for the Campbell Soup Company in Camden, New Jersey, as one of the full-time members of a department now called the Campbell Test Kitchen. Back in 1955, it was the Campbell's home economics department. Uh, she, The popular casserole doesn't come from its complexity. The recipe calls for canned cream of mushroom soup, canned or fresh green beans, soy sauce, black pepper, milk, and French fried onions. So Riley later said in several interviews that she didn't remember what led to her to the ingredients in the iconic Thanksgiving side dish. She just put everything together and lo and behold, there you go. She originally named it green bean bake and then it turned into the green bean casserole. Last but not least, the third side item, if you're wanting to know, it's the canned cranberry jelly. It's often mentioned as the same breath as turkey and stuffing when describing Thanksgiving staples, but the side dish elbow is a way its way to a primetime location on the table. It certainly wasn't for the aesthetic appeal. This jellied turkey companion often slurps its way out of the can. It goes, or you know what I'm talking about. 
Well, it was born partly out of necessity. Cranberries, which were used by Native Americans for cooking, hunting, bait, medicinal purposes, as an and as a dye, had a small window of availability before canning at the beginning of the 20th century. Cranberries were only available fresh for about two months out of the year, uh, leading to Thanksgiving from mid-September to mid-November, according to the Smithsonian. So there was a lawyer by the name of Marcus L. Uran who gave up law to buy cranberry bog and would go to revolutionize cranberry products and by doing so thanksgiving as we know it and we can thank this guy for creating the iconic cranberry log and uh last but not least (laughs) your last story to keep you in the know um a mysterious utah monolith is attracting crowds it only took a few hours before people found the location of the utah monolith and showed up to take pictures, the Utah Highway Patrol was recently assisting in a big horn sheep count using one of its helicopters while flying over the crew in the helicopter noticed something shiny sticking out in the desert. They landed nearby and examined the odd metal object. Since sharing pictures and video with media, the story of the monolith has made headlines around the world. Mystery Wire spoke to the owner of an off-road vehicle repair shop close to the monolith's location. The owner said he's worried that people will be injured or even die trying to find the monolith. He described the location as extremely difficult to get to and not only requires off-road vehicles, but also quite a bit of hiking to find. Authorities in Utah have said that they are worried about people being reckless and getting injured. So don't be reckless. Don't get injured. My dog is barking constantly in the background, by the way. Um, they did find this monolith. It's described as a man-made out uh, man-made thing made out of sheet metal and riveted together. In the video, he shows someone cut into the rock to place the monolith and sealed it uh, sealed in the gaps with silicone. The Utah Department of Public Safety has already said whoever did this broke the law. So, if you want to see videos of this Utah monolith, you can Google it, and you'll be able to find it. And those are some stories to keep you in the know. Um, so I have this list. Um, you know, anybody who's Black Friday shopping tomorrow, I just wanted to give you a big heads up about some awesome deals going on for Thanksgiving or the day after Thanksgiving, actually. Um, if you are shopping and you want to eat and you're hungry. So Chili's, uh, they're doing a deal where you drop $50 on a gift card and you get a free $10 bonus card. The bonus cards are valid from January 1st to February 11th, 2021. Um, this deal is going on through December 31st, by the way. Outback Steakhouse, uh, you're able to score a $10 bonus card when you buy a $50 card. Same thing. That bonus card will be valid from January 1st to February 7th, 2021. And you could do it right now till the 31st. If you have a BJ's restaurant, you can treat others like you'd be treated. You can buy a $50 gift card for a loved one, and BJ's will give you a free $10 gift card. I think I'm starting to see a trend. You may get $100, and your freebie is worth $25. You also get a 20% off VIP card. The bonus cards are valid from January 1st to February 13th of 2021. Wow, I do see a pattern. Um, we also have um, Pizza Hut. You can get a three large topping pizza for $9.99. Pizzas are available for contactless drivers, a delivery or pickup. Um, Domino's has a 10-piece order of Chain's New Buffalo Wings costing $7.99. They've had wings for a while, but one of these are called new and approved, and the later half of the label is up to you to really know what's going on. So there you go, there's Domino's. Ta- Del Taco's doing a deal. The code Del Taco now will get you free delivery with no minimum order through Postmates. Um, if you have a Burger King, you can use the BK mobile app to get BOGOs, buy one, get one free Whoppers. Um, we also have 
Rubio's Coastal Grill, which I know is here in San Diego, and you can place an order through the Rubio's app or rubios.com to get free delivery on any order of at least $20. Uh, Quiznos, get four meals for just 30 bucks. The family meal comes with four eight-inch subs, four bags of chips, and four cookies. Use this very memorable code 8026. Hooters is doing a deal. You can make a $30 purchase and you get $10 off with the code GET10. Place an order for $50 and you'll wind up with $15 off when you use the code GET15. However, if you use if you spot a trend, you'll be disappointed to find out there is no GET20. <laughs> um, in Olive Garden, the pasta chain is now offering alcohol delivery with $15 bottles of wine, $10 six-packs, and $3 white claws. You have to order food to get alcohol and the deal is only available where local laws permit. And those are some deals that you can have during your Black Friday uh, affairs while you're shopping or while you're at home. And last but not least, uh, like I said, this podcast is going to be short. Um, I have uh, your Mona Pure Happiness, and it's about Elf on the Shelf. This year, it's a lot different, as we know, with quarantine. Um, in households where Christmas is observed, there are three types of parents, those who have successfully avoided the Elf on the Shelf tradition, those who love it, and those who are just doing it their best to not forget that the elf needs to move every night in December. With the pandemic rising, potential health concerns around a strange magical creature comes to visit. The last two groups of parents are already beginning to take action before the elf's typical arrival. And my daughter's screaming. It seems both of those who love the creatures, those who don't have largely landed in the same place, the elf needs to be locked up. Families across the country have began, began quarantining elves well before Black Friday. As they do every year, creative parents are posting their favorite elf poses to social media, and the early results suggest the elf could provide some much-needed comic relief to the end of 2020. They have elves uh, stuck in, in uh, like Tupperwares um, with quarantine signs. They have um, them in jars with quarantine signs and masks. Um, apparently, there's masks now for these, uh, these elf on the shelves. Um, it looks like they're doing a lot of fun things. Um, and Elf on the Shelf fans, people are selling adorable quarantine sets for the Elf on the Shelf. You can buy it on Etsy. Just search for Etsy shops. Um, you can also uh, you can also go read up on a uh, book called Santa Claus is Actually Immune to COVID. That's a thing, apparently. Um, let me click on that website. It's a website that you can see. Oh, there's a website. And you can tell how, how Santa is immune to COVID. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of different things. Elf on the Shelf is back, people. Remember, Elf on the Shelf comes back um, after Thanksgiving. So there you go. All right, you guys. People are screaming in my house. People are coughing in my, my podcast. I got to get going. It's Thanksgiving. Um, have a happy Thanksgiving. Be safe out there. Um, be smart. And I'm so grateful to all of you for tuning in to another episode of Life with Hula as my girl is screaming in the background. Uh, if you want to follow me on social media, follow me Hula SD. That's H-U-L-A-S-D on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, and all the other social media platforms. And again, thank you again for listening to another episode of Life with Hula. Happy Thanksgiving, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.